Welcome back to week 15. I am the kid that's Stony. Stony's back in Nashville this weekend. Yep. Visiting the family little mini vacation. Uh, got to enjoy a good week last week from you, not so much from me. Thought I was going to get lucky and keep my head above water uh, last night, but get into the recap. Yeah, I went three and two. You went one and four, so uh, tightened up the standings a little bit. I had Miami minus 13, and my other loss was San Fran, team total over 28.5. Brandon Ayuk fumble killed me. Uh, my three winners were the Bears plus three. Finally hit a teaser. Bucks plus eight and a half, Denver plus eight and a half. Both were outright winners, so that felt good. And then my POD was Dallas team total over 27 and a half. Uh, so I'm back to 500, 35 and 35. I have 43 points for our contest, and my play of the weeks are at eight and six. Uh, you went one and four, had a tough week. Your sole winner was your teaser, uh, Baltimore minus one and a half. The punt return in overtime, that was electric. And then the Seahawks plus 16 and a half. Despite Geno not playing, they still got there for you. Uh, your four losers, Indy minus one and a half, Philly plus three and a half, uh, Miami, Tennessee under 47. That was a bad beat. And then your play of the week was Chiefs minus two and a half. You are 36, 33 and one. You have 44.5 points in our contest. You're one and a half points ahead. One point for every play, two points for the play of the weeks. And your play of the week is also eight and six. Uh, yeah, what is your takeaway from last week? Yeah, some some narrow misses, especially last night, like I kind of alluded to. The game, you know, I liked the Titans last week. We just talked about this. And you just liked Miami's offense pretty much. And we both, yeah. like, played – I think we just played the wrong angle. And I loved the Titans when you took Miami – I didn't want to go exactly head-to-head. I kind of wanted to play it off. But um, Titans played well. It was was a weird game. So that one stung a little bit. The rest of them, like Indy was a bad read. Uh, Philly, like I I would have taken them again. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, obviously Dallas just showed up. Philly's kind of sliding right now. But other than that. My boys are real. They're very, very, very real. Uh, maybe we'll see in the playoffs, but, um, other than that, as far as takeaways for, you know, last week, I thought there was some pretty crazy like statements. Obviously the Cowboys is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, that was a statement win. um, other than that, like the bills getting back on track, that was a huge win for them. Casey's sputtering and obviously, you know, the, the offensive offsides call, whatever, but it was a big win for Buffalo. They outplayed Kansas city. And Casey might be sliding too, um, but it was it was a lot of statement wins. Obviously, you know a team that is going to make a playoff push got a big win in the Chicago Bears, so uh, that That's was right. fun to watch. Uh, top five defense, the Bears are clicking, man. And and I saw a tweet that I couldn't agree with more. You can you can look into the Caleb Williams, you can look into all that stuff, but if Justin Fields plays like he has since coming back from injury and mainly like most of this season. I don't know really what you're doing, like moving off of him, because he's always he's already yeah he's it would be a cost thing, but he's already in your culture, like he's a leader. You you've seen him, so that's my stance on the Bears. We'll get into a little bit more of that later, but um, yeah, big win for the Bears. I'll kick it to you, and then I got a question after after your takeaways. Yeah, I, I, my takeaway would be I think the AFC is wide open. Um, 
we saw last night, Miami, anytime they play a physical football team, they do not look good. Uh, the Chiefs right now, their offense is not clicking in the spots that we've seen Mahomes uh, historically, like late in games, go win those games. Right now they're not. Uh, the Bills are back in the mix. And anytime Lamar Jackson's the default one seed and like favorite, I don't really trust that in the playoffs. And so I think the AFC winner is to be determined. I think the biggest takeaway right now is there's two teams in football that are above the rest, and it's the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're clearly the most two complete teams in football. I think they're both clearly above the Eagles right now. The Eagles, I think they have an OC issue. Um, I don't think their scheme is allowing them to use their personnel well at all. I think they're relying way too much on just Jalen Hurts dropping back. And I don't think he's that good of a thrower. And their defense sucks right now. So I think the Eagles have a lot more holes than the Cowboys and Niners. And so I think that's the top two teams in football, hands down. And I think the AFC is just wide open. So that's kind of my big picture takeaway right now. Yeah, yeah. My question uh, kind of goes along with that because we have a traffic jam in both conferences. One yep. at six and seven in the NFC, seven and six in the AFC. I'm going to read off the teams. And so you have to give me... Uh, all of these teams are fighting for, you know, two spots. So give me two teams from from each, like real quick. Who's gonna make it? I'll read off the seven and six from the AFC. That would be Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Which two of those teams are making it uh, from the AFC? I'm gonna say Denver and Buffalo. I would say Houston, but CJ Stroud's banged up. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Denver and Buffalo. Yeah, I think the the Pittsburgh game this weekend, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, that's a big game. True. Uh, Whoever wins that's in a good spot. That's I, fair. I also think I think it um, favors Pittsburgh more if they win because I, I'm pretty sure – well, really, both teams, now that I'm looking at it, they both have really soft schedules after this game. So yeah. – they they're kind of sitting in the driver's seat after this game, which makes it even more interesting. So I would go the winner of that game, which I think will probably be Indianapolis, maybe. Um, and then I think Buffalo gets in. Buffalo's playing really good football, and we're now, sleeping on Cincy, but Jake Browning keeps looking good. So maybe we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. Whatever. Uh, NFC. Let's go. These are the six and seven teams. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and New Orleans, one of those teams gets in. And then we got uh, Green Bay at 6-7, and seven, the Rams at 6-7, and seven, Seattle's at 6-7, and seven. Chicago Bears are sitting there at 5-8, and eight. and then we also have Minnesota at 7-6. and six. Um, Yeah, I, I think the Rams look really, really good right now with Kyron back. So I would probably say them – and I think the Packers rebound, and they actually leap Minnesota. I think Minnesota falls flat on their face. So I'm going to say the Rams and Packers, and the Seahawks are the eight looking in. I also think the Rams, uh, I think the Rams make it. They're playing good ball. Matthew Stafford has shown when he's healthy, when he's playing well, when he's got a little bit of protection. He doesn't awesome. even have to be a lot. He, he's he's still Matt Stafford, a quarterback that won the Super Bowl. Um, as far as the other team, Seattle's reeling. They're they're lost. Geno's hurt. Um, yeah, then that is it's not Green Bay. But I'm gonna put 
probably I Minnesota. Think, I, I would say Minnesota, but at the same time, it's like they have Nick Mullins as their starting quarterback, and they just won a game three to nothing yeah, over the Raiders. Yeah, they seven wins, so it's like if yeah. they go two and two. Yeah, it's 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 a traffic jam both these conferences, but this is why this is why we watch the league, man. It's gonna be, be really, fun. it's gonna be really fun. A lot of interesting games. A lot of games maybe uh, we wouldn't watch week four, week five. We we're gonna start watching now. But yep. let's jump. Let's jump into it. Thursday night football. Uh, we've got a a game that's not as exciting with Justin Herbert out, but we got Chargers traveling to Las Vegas. Vegas is favored by three. The look ahead line for this was was Chargers favored by three, so it's switched six points with Justin Herbert out. The total is just at thirty four. What do you got on this one? Yeah, um, Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, not exactly a thrilling game. Uh, I would lean towards the Raiders. Um, I know they're getting a full field goal, so I'm probably not going to play it at three. It's one of those where if you gave me it at two and a half, I'm probably playing the Raiders three and a half or above. I'm looking at the Chargers. It kind of just feels like two even teams, so home teams favored by three. Kind of makes sense to me. I would lean under, even though it is a really low total. Uh, the Raiders are 10 and three to the under, six and one to the under at home, and the Chargers are five and one to the under on the road this year. So some good trends to the under which does reflect in the low total. Um, all four low totals went over last weekend. So we've talked about the totals under 38 um, being really well to the under. It went 4-0 to the over last week, so something to keep an eye on. They're still 16-8 and to the under this year, so overall profitable. But last week they did go over. Um, I would lean under. I think that a lot of people got burned by the over in last Thursday night's game and might be a little scared off. I would lean under here at 34. I think that's a key number but I probably will pass the game overall. Not a ton of feel. Yeah, I would lean I would lean Raiders here. Yeah. Um just because of Herbert being out and it's more of a play on on like a Chargers team that just has no idea what it's doing. Like nobody in that building trusts Brandon Staley and now the only reason they were relevant in Justin Herbert is gone. Yeah. Like the only way that anyone in that locker room was like, oh, we have a chance to make something happen is because they had Justin Herbert. Now that he's out, like this could turn into a really, really bad football team because their defense was already bad and yeah. they have a defensive head coach. And now the the best player on their team's going to Justin Herbert. Um, so I would lean the Raiders here. I just think it's like a weird uh, Thursday no, night. Good point. You got you got Max Crosby. You got a Raiders team that's fighting to keep their coach. They all like him. Yeah, they're like yeah. we want him to keep the job. I think all the Chargers guys want their guy fired. So if you're looking at motivation, yeah. just purely with two teams kind of out of the running, it's a good point. Lee yeah. Raiders just for kind of the where the locker rooms are right now. Yeah. And uh, next game, we'll jump to talk about a backup quarterback battle. We got the Vikings at the Bengals. A lot These of are heck. All Saturday, right? And there's three yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh yeah, there's three Saturday games. Yep. Uh the first one kicking off at twelve, man. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Vikings at Bengals. Bengals are favored by three and a half. We got Jake Browning and Nick Mullins. The total is at thirty nine and a half. For me, it is a play on Kevin O'Connell being a good coach. And yeah. the Vikings still being a good team, and you're getting outside of a field goal versus Jake Browning. Uh, we've seen Kevin O'Connell like 
coach up a quarterback that really didn't know what he was doing when Josh Dobbs, who literally practiced for three days. I think Kevin O'Connell's a really good coach, and you're, and you're getting outside of three. So um, I think it would be Vikings just because the Vikings scored three points last week, and the Bengals, you know, destroyed a Colts team who um, some people think are a good team. So I, I would lean Vikings just because I think it would be the right side. Yeah, I um, I think Nick Mullins is a big question mark. I do think he's more of O'Connell's type um, in the fact that he's a thrower and he's an accurate thrower, uh, which is kind of more the Kirk Cousins lane. Dobbs was a different style for the Vikings to where throwing wasn't really a strength. He was more of a mobile guy. Um, obviously, I don't know if Justin Jefferson's going to play in this game, which is a big deal for this Vikings team. I would lean towards Cincy. I, I think they really have found something in Browning. Um, we both think that's a good roster. And so if they're getting decent QB play with Mixon, Jamar Chase, Higgins, like there's a lot there on that offense. Uh, but the Vikings defense is underrated. And so at three and a half, I still lean Bengals, but I probably wouldn't play it unless it was at three. So it's going to be a pass for me right now. Yeah. The only reason I would lean Vikings would probably be because you get three and a hook and anything could, anything could happen in this game. They've been good on the road. Yeah, the Vikings are five zero oh, and two on the road against the spread this year. So wow. they haven't haven't lost on the road against the spread. Wow. Next game will go to the afternoon game on Saturday. Um, it's a playoff game. It is. I talked about it earlier. It's the Steelers at the Colts. Yep. Um, spreads two and a half. The Colts are favored at home. It's totals at forty two. This just feels like a pick 'em game. Uh, and that's pretty much what the line's telling you. They're not going to give you three with Pittsburgh. Right. Um, I don't really know the status of, of this Pittsburgh team. Like, I, I really don't. I don't know if it's like, you know, there's stuff coming out about George Pickens and, and the locker room's a mess. But it's like, it is Mike Tomlin's team, and he always motivates his, his guys. So I think probably the best play here is the Steelers. Even though the Colts are like my favorite team to bet on this year, and I talked about it last week, I bet on them last week, and they're like, I think they're like the Giants of last year, where they're just going to be really, really good against the spread. But I just I don't know what to make of of this Pittsburgh team. That's why I can't pull the trigger on on Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, it was a short week for Mitch. It wasn't a great spot against a good New England team. I think he does have better success here um, against a Colts defense that I don't think is any good. But T.J. Watt is questionable. I know he's in the concussion protocol. I want to say Cam Hayward or one of their other good uh, D linemen is as well. I feel like they have such a big impact to the Steelers' defense, so it's kind of hard to know what to make the line until we know if Watt in this defense is going to be full strength or not. And like trends-wise, it's pretty contrasting. The Steelers are 5-0 and to the under on the road, uh, but the Colts are 5-1 and to the over at home. I would lean more towards the over here. I think that the Colts indoors, it does play fast. And I think Mitch could have a better game than what we saw um, last week. I know he got it going late, but he struggled early. I don't think this Colts de- I don't think this Colts defense offers much resistance. And if the pit D is banged up, I think Gardner could have a good game at home. So I would slightly lean over and probably lean to the Colts to get it done under three. But I don't love anything in this game. Just a couple leans. Yeah, I like that take on the over. Um, Indy's been... Seems low. 
It, it does seem Indy. fun. Indy's been a really good uh, over team at home and yep. kind of taking advantage of that all year. The next, we'll go to the primetime game on Saturday. We got Denver traveling to Detroit. This line's been at five. It's now at four and a half. Uh, Detroit is favored. Total's at 47 and a half. So I'll, I'll go ahead. I think this is a bounce back stop bounce back spot for Detroit. We talk, we heard Dan Campbell after uh, the loss to a very, very good Chicago Bears team uh, talk about how he um, – what did he say? He was going to be more irritable. He was going to be in his guy's ears a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, which good. is just a classic like Dan Campbell just being super authentic in yeah. front of that mic, which is awesome. But I, I do think Dan Campbell, that locker room is tight. That's something we've said – for about a year and a half now, and we're not going to go back on it now just because everybody thinks they're reeling. Uh, there, There is, you know, uh, question marks with this team. There is question for marks sure. de- defensively. Um, there's question marks really offensively as far as Jared Goff taking care of the football, really. That's it's been awful. That's, that's really the only question mark. If Jared Goff takes care of the football and gets it where it's supposed to, this team is as good as anybody, really. But Um, they're going to have to sure up the defense as far as like this playoff push that everybody thinks the Lions can have, uh, how far it'll go. But, um, I do love Detroit getting back on track, catching Denver after a big divisional win. I think it's kind of the perfect storm for, for Detroit. Yeah. I think this line stinks. I think if you're just looking at the box scores and how these teams have been playing, this line should be like three. The yeah. fact that it was four and it's gone up to five, it went up to five. I know it dipped back down to four and a half, but generally the the line's been moving in Detroit's you know direction. I think that tells you that Detroit's the right side here because you know Denver's won what like six out of seven. The lines have looked awful. Like this to me, I think Denver's going to be a public dog. Um, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be you know people are going to take the Broncos money line. Jared Goff's broken. All this stuff. I think Detroit's the sharp side here. Nobody really wants to touch this team the way golf is looking, so I'm with you. I like Detroit. It it tells you, because it's a pretty high total, too, I think it tells you Detroit in the over. I think it's going to be a Jared Goff masterclass, if I had to guess what what the result of this game is. So I'm with you. I like, I like Detroit, and I like their offense to get back on track against a... Denver defense that's been capitalizing on turnovers. And it's like, well, you know... Goff is up next, but I think he plays a clean game, and I think Detroit scores thirty here. Probably is what is what the line's telling you. Yeah, uh, totally agree on all fronts. Next game we'll go Bucks at the Packers. Packers are favored by three and a half. Totals at forty one and a half. Um, I enjoyed last night watching Jordan Love struggle, but. Um, do you think he bounces back, or do you think we saw him come back down to earth? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think he's as good as he was playing the last couple weeks, but, you know, and I did call that the Giants were probably going to win it just because it, it was a weird game. Um, no, I think he bounces back at home where he's played pretty good this year. Uh, Green Bay's 4-2 and two against the spread at home and straight up, but Tampa's 6-1 and one against the spread on the road. I kind of like points in this game. I'm not super impressed with the Green Bay defense. I thought Tommy DeVito kind of went up and down the field on him. I think Baker can do enough here, and I do think it's a good bounce-back spot uh, for Jordan Love against a Tampa defense that I don't think is any good. 
So at, what is it, 41 and a half, you said? 41 and a half. Yeah, I, I like that number. I would lean over in this game. Um, I'd probably take the Bucks getting the hook if I had to take a side here. I don't love it, though. At three, I would probably lean Green Bay, getting the hook, lean towards Tampa. They've been good on the road this year. But, yeah, this kind of feels like a back-and-forth game where you get sneaky points, and it's probably 24-20 somebody. So I would lean over at 41-and-a-half. It seems a little low. Yeah, as, as far as the total, uh, I I don't really have a feel. Uh, definitely with it being, you know, in Lambeau. You That's never true. Know, you never know December. how to, December right. games in, in – um, in Green Bay are gonna are gonna be, but like we're gonna have this argument for the next four weeks with all of these NFC South teams, where it's like, oh, they won last week, so you know they got to take the division. But like right. we can't forget, like they all suck, like they're all not good. And so, like as much as I wish I could be like Tampa Bay is my dog of the week, and Baker Mayfield is gonna go take the division, like. They all suck, like they just do. And beating the other NFC South yes. team doesn't make the winner good. Yeah, it just it's like better that. Yeah, if Tampa Bay loses last week, which it was a coin flip game, like it wasn't a good game. Um, yep. If they lose that game, this spread is like five and a half, six. Green Bay. Yeah, you know, or especially if Green Bay had just taken care of business and covered. I think that was the bigger. Yeah, yeah. they just lost yeah. to the Giants. Like, who wants to? You know. Yeah. And uh, so, like. I think I like. Uh, I'm not gonna say it, but like, I don't think the right side is is Tampa Bay, respectfully. But um, let's jump yeah. to the next game. Let's go. Let's go. Giants at Saints. Um, another <laughs> NFC South team uh, favored by six points. Like, remember what I just said. And one of those teams is favored by six points against a Giants team that hey, little Tommy Cutlets, dude. How about it? Huh? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, as far as this game, like, I'm going to stay away. Like, I, I just said that thing about the NFC South. Like, I'm not going to dive in, and it's going to be funny when we get to the next game. I'm not going to dive in to these NFC South games because truly, like, I don't know. Like, the Giants could win back-to-back games and, like, beat the Saints, and I would be like, oh, yeah. Like, Derek Carr, like, sucks. And he has 17 broken bones in his body. And the Saints are like Dennis Allen sucks, so it's like I, I don't know. So, but at the same time, like the Giants aren't good either, so who knows? Yeah, it's um, the Giants got rolled by the Cowboys, and since then they've won three straight, straight up as underdogs. So this team is riding high. I don't think it's, you know, it's weird. It's I think it's a bad spot for both teams. Like if you look at the box score, the Saints won by what twenty two against the Panthers. The yeah. Panthers outgained them by 100 yards, and it was a very, like, even score. If you look at, like, the team stats, there was just a block punt for a touchdown. Um, the Panthers just kind of panthered and just kind of fell all over themselves. Like, the Saints didn't really deserve to win that game, let alone win it by 22. So it was a very deceiving box score. But then you look at the Giants, everybody in the country loves, you know, the story of Tommy DeVito and all this stuff. So it's like, it feels like six feels high to me. I think the Giants feel like the easy bet in this game. Oh, yeah, you know, Derek Carr, six points. But it's like you're kind of buying high on a Giants team that in reality is not very good. And so I think it's a pass all around. Um, I think the Giants are going to be a very public dog. 
I actually wouldn't have minded the Saints if you could have gotten them under six, just because I think that's going to be like the sharp side in this game. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pass since it has gotten up to six. But I think weirdly, like this is a this is a weird line in my opinion. I feel like this should be like four. Yeah, uh, like like we were talking about, like an NFC South team being favored by six is yeah absurd. Like it's a team that's won three straight in America loves them. Like it yeah. just it's it's weird. Yeah. Um, next game <laughs> just happens to be like we can breeze over this unless you have some lock that you found in this game. Uh, but it's the Falcons at the Panthers. The Panthers are three point dogs at home. The total's at thirty four and a half. This is disgusting, dude. Yeah. There's, like I'm not gonna lie, I try to look everywhere because there's always angles you can bet, and obviously, the thing you got to think about. One of these teams is going to cover the spread in this game, right? Yep. Think about it. One of them will, and one of them won't. But um, that, like, I, I didn't even look at this game because I, I, I honestly don't care. The Falcons will probably win the game if it's by two points or if it's by 20 points. I'm not really sure, but the Panthers suck, and so do the Falcons. Yeah, bad trends all around as far as the sides go. The Falcons are 4-10 and 10 against the spread as a favorite since the start of last year, and the Panthers have been dreadful against the spread in every which way. I would lean towards the under here. Um, the Carolina defense has been really good at home. I know they played the Cowboys uh, when they were red hot and they gave up like 30, but other than that, uh, the Colts box score is fraudulent because Bryce Young threw two pick sixes, so they really held the Colts to 13. Um, held the Texans, to, I want to say, 13 or 15 or something like that. The Panthers are 5-0 and to the under at home. And so I would lean under in this game, um, kind of backing the Carolina defense and just hoping that Bryce Young can at least play a clean game to where he's not giving Atlanta the ball you know, in the red zone. Um, so yeah, I would I would back two division teams kind of playing a conservative game, a lot of running, and back in the Carolina defense, who I think is a little underrated at home. So I think if there's a little value in this game, it's with the Carolina defense. So I would lean under 34 and a half. Yeah. Um next game. Let's go to a game that I will actually be attending. Uh, the Texans go. at the Titans here in Nashville. The Titans are favored by two and a half. Totals at 37 and a half. I'm really upset because CJ Stroud's not going to be playing this game. And I is, right? I, the last I checked, which was like 45 minutes ago, I couldn't see anything about like, oh, CJ Stroud might play. I think he's in like full on concussion protocol. So I think right. it's like he won't, we won't be. won't until Friday, but probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, so that sucks because that's, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to go to this game was watch CJ Stroud. And, um, with a side here, you don't want to play a team off a bad team off of a big, like emotional win, like the Titans, especially when they're bad and you never know what you're going to get out of Will Levis. He did look really good at the, at the end of that game last night, but you also, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't take Vrabel as as a favorite and there's trends to back that and so it feels easy to take the titans minus two and a half because it's like this texans team doesn't have cj stroud who's it going to be davis mills is that who's going to yeah it's going to be davis mills yeah yeah and so you don't want to take you know um you don't want to take him on the road uh with a texans team that could easily be like oh cj's out like this is this is not our game divisional game um 
But I think the Texans is the only side I would lean, and I would I, I would lean to the under here. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't hate your under look um, with the Titans. I, I mean, it's not confirmed that CJ's out because if I, it, it might was, not be. It might not be confirmed, but uh, it's definitely. I think the Titans would be at minus four right now if we knew it was Davis Mills. Wow! Like the Titans are at home, they would have the better quarterback, the better coach, uh, better defense, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I think. If you think CJ's not going to play for sure and he has no chance to play, I would take the Titans at two and a half. I think that, you know, most people don't play out of concussion protocol, but we do see guys come back on Thursday and Friday and they're cleared. And so if they're cleared, I think this flips to Houston minus two and a half or something like that. And so I think, yeah, I, I, I think this is kind of the books hedging. CJ probably isn't playing, but they don't know for sure. So if you don't think CJ plays, I would take the Titans under three. I think that's a good good look. Um, I think Will Levis is gaining momentum every week. I think that was a huge moment. Down 14. Yeah. What were, what were teams? Like 0 and 767 or something like that in that situation. Down 14 with less than three to go. That was a huge moment. Huge confidence builder for a young kid. Um, I think the Titans are coming home and they're saying, look, CJ's banged up. If we went out, we can still get to 9 and 8. Um, in the AFC's in you know shambles right now, they're coming home and they're saying, "Hey, if we win this game, don't let us get hot." And so, yeah, I would lean towards the Titans at this point, not knowing anything positive about CJ. Maybe if CJ does play, he's not a hundred percent. They rush him back out there against a good Titans D line. Um, we have seen CJ struggle on the road. Uh, don't know what the weather is going to be, but it is going to be cold. Rookie quarterback, rookie coach. On the road, they have not been the same team, and they're down a couple of their top weapons. So at this point, I would lean towards the under with you, and I would lean towards the Titans under three, especially if you think CJ's not going to play. Yeah, um, talking about it more, like Titans starting to make a little bit of sense, um, especially if CJ's out. So next game we'll go Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins heartbreaking loss. Jets huge win where they think Zach Wilson is the guy again. Um, the Dolphins are favored by eight and a half. This total is only at thirty nine. Um, what's what's your feel on this game? Yeah, this is a tough game. Obviously, Tyreek is banged up. We don't know if he's going to play. I know he played in the second half of of you know last night's game, but you know the day after his win. You know, an ankle really starts to set in. There's no adrenaline. Um, if he's not in there, obviously we saw what Miami's offense looks like. It's a Tua, different team. It's a different team. He looked awful last night off script. Like yeah. if he's not one, two balls out, he's not the same guy. And so no Tyreek really affects this Dolphins offense. And then Zach Wilson. I mean, he probably should have been in our takeaway category. That was the best game of his career. He looked awesome. I was happy for him. Yep. Um I think you would have to lean Jets. Uh, it's it's It would be a good spot to take Miami off a loss. This is kind of when we like to back Miami as a big favorite. They're still 5-1 and one straight up, 4-2 and two against the spread in this spot, so it still has been profitable. But if Tyreek's banged up, I just I can't get there with this team. And so if I had to lean to anything early in the week, it would be the Jets. 
if Tyreek's ruled back in, maybe you buy out of your your position. So I don't know if I love anything early in the week. It would kind of be a wait and see. But if Tyreek's out, even if this number goes down a little bit, I would take the Jets at seven or above. So if you can, I would just kind of wait on that news personally. Yeah, the the point about Tyreek's big is they were just a completely different offense when when he wasn't on the field. So, um, and with this Jets team, like I don't know what to what to make of that either. Like Zach Wilson did play very good. He got the ball out on time. It was where it was needed. He looked confident, which we had never seen out of Zach Wilson. Like that was the one thing. He has talent. He has oh, a good yeah. arm. Oh, just yeah. not it's just, yeah. Um, so uh, as far as like, it is the right spot to take Miami. That's the only reason I wouldn't take the Jets. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't force play the Jets here. Um, just out of like, oh, if Tyreek's out, like I really like eight and a half. Like I wouldn't force it. It is a thing where it's like, if we get to the game and, you know, people are probably going to be all over Miami. If we get to the game and it gets to like a nine and a half, then like, and Tyreek's still out, then you're like, okay, you know, maybe I can, I can buy into this Jets team, but. Yeah, if Tyreek's um, not out, right now, there's not like a drastic reaction, and the Jets are still, you know, sitting at eight, eight and a half. Like, yeah, I'll be on the Jets. Yeah. Uh, next game, biggest game of the year because it's the next game on the schedule. We got the Bears traveling to Cleveland. That's right. Bears are three and a half point dogs. Totals at thirty-seven and a half. So, like, if you have a side, uh. Throw it out there because then I'm going to talk about why the Bears are going to win this game. Yeah, um, I think it's, you know, Cleveland's been really good at home this year. Let's just start there. They're 6-1 and one straight up, and they're 6-1 and one against the spread at home. They've been playing really good at home. It's just a really good home field. Their defense plays really well. Um, they're 5-2 and two to the under at home, and I think that kind of funnels into what I would look at in this game, which is the under. You've got two run defenses that are playing really, really well right now. And you've got two offenses that want to run the football. Um, Joe Flacco, for whatever reason, can step into any offense and look confident for a month. That's just kind of like elite. He might have been put on this earth to do that. He just comes in week 14, just, you know, lets it rip. He looks good. Um, You know, he's not a great quarterback, but in the spot, he can be serviceable. Um, yeah, I would lean towards, it's one of those things like at three or less, I think Cleveland's the right side. If you're getting the hook, I kind of would, you know, switch my value to the bears just because this kind of feels like a Cleveland by three game, but yeah, I'm curious to hear what you have to say on this one. Well, here, here's the, here's the truth of it. I think the perfect storm has kind of happened, uh, for the bears. Because the odds are stacked against us. And uh, as much as I've talked about Matt Eberflus and being the wrong guy, and listen, he might well be. Uh, when he took over as the defensive play caller, this defense has been different. And and we've seen it for two straight weeks. Detroit played, um, didn't play their best ball last week, but we still held them to 13 points. And we held uh, Minnesota to 10 points. And you can talk about the Montez Sweat. You paid him $100 million. But Montez Sweat has been a monster as well. And I think the way this defense is playing, the way they're flying around, I think there's no shot that that, that the defense doesn't keep us in this game. And right. it is going to be it is going to be a chore for Justin Fields in this offense to to compete with this Cleveland defense because Cleveland 
at home especially has a really 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 good defense i think they're a little inflated i don't think they're you know the one number one defense in the league like everybody wants to say but um i do think that the bears are able to stay in this game because yes joe flacco like it's a it's a magical moment but this offense still like isn't that great of an offense. Like they've they've their defense puts them in good spots, and Joe Flacco's looked good for a couple weeks. But it, I am confident in saying that this Bears defense is for real. Yep. Uh, they have a lot of young cats that have gained experience. They also have uh, some other really good playmakers. So I don't see a world where this game gets out of hand for the Bears. And so it's a matter of can Justin Fields and DJ Moore make enough plays to right. either win this game or keep it within that within that three points. So it's it's all up to can Justin Fields put together another good performance, just like we've been saying all year. And if he does, I think the Bears not only I think cover, but like truthfully, I think if he plays a really good game, I think they can win the game. Yeah, no, if he I mean, you when you look at the Browns last week, a lot of it was off of Trevor Lawrence turnovers. So if you you tell me he goes yeah. in there and plays a clean game the way he's been playing yeah, they, they have a good shot to win. Yeah, and if we do that, I mean, <laughs> six and eight, and then we got Cardinals, Falcons, Packers with a shot to go to the playoffs. So yep. that game, that game, probably. Yeah, that game in Lambo. Eighteen would determine it. Yep. Yeah, that that game in Lambo would would become important. So uh, next, we'll go to a team, man. It's it's tough. What's going on? And I hate it, but it's the Chiefs at the Pats. Pats are plus nine and a half. Totals at thirty-seven. What do we make of what's going on in Kansas City, man? Is it Matt Nagy? I think it's Matt Nagy. No, I think it's just this is what this is what happens when you know, like the writing has kind of been on the wall. Like for two years, the all the Chiefs' moves have been to get younger and faster on defense, and it's 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 worked. Like. The Chiefs used to give up 30 a game, and it was like, can Mahomes outscore whoever they're playing? And now it's okay. this is a defensive team, and they they successfully made the defense young and good uh, because Mahomes is expensive. But the issue with that is they have totally neglected the wide receiver position. I know Rashi Rice, he's been a good, you know, good draft pick. He's a good player. But other than that, they don't really have anyone they can rely on outside to win and just kind of – be a good football player, and it's it's cost him late. Uh, Mahomes doesn't look confident. He doesn't look on the same page with a lot of his guys. And so, yeah, I think I think this is who the Chiefs are. Um, I still think there's a chance it's good enough to get them through to the AFC just because it's that wide open. And so if they can just play – it's really just turnovers have killed them. Early pick, Rashi Rice had a fumble. It's just little things that, you know, kill them. There's still a month left, but at this point, I think it's you kind of have to say this is who they are. And so, you know, it still might be good enough to get through the AFC, but it, this is not the same Chiefs team as last year who I know they didn't have Tyreek, but they led the league in scoring, and it was Mahomes' like best statistical year. So this isn't the same team, and that's just the reality of it. Um, looking at this, it's too many points. Like you have to lean towards the Patriots. I know it sounds gross, but the Patriots defense at home against an offense that we have to trust that this is who they are. They've been held under 20 against a lot of teams this year. Nine and a half is too many. I know the Chiefs have a good defense. I would probably lean towards the under, 
But yeah, this is too many points for the Chiefs to be laying on the road to a really good defense at home, like the Patriots. Yeah, I, I the only take I would have is like it is it is way too many points. Now the Pats are on my on my no bet list, so yeah, um, I would not be betting them. But uh, with the way the Chiefs have played this year, this is just a like Patrick Mahomes like bounce back Chiefs inflation. Yeah, yeah, yep, and it's just. I think this line could be at seven and be about right. Like, I think they win by a touchdown, and it might be, um, you know, they might look all right, but going to New England against a good defense, uh, it's it's nine and a half is too many points for this. Now, obviously, the Pats aren't are on my no-bet list, like I just said, but um, that would be the right side. Next game, we have the, the Commanders traveling to the Rams. Rams are favored by six and a half. Uh, totals at 49 and a half. Yeah, it's uh, been talked climbing. about. We've talked about uh, before on the show, the commanders on the road and them uh, being a covering machine and, a, and an over machine on the road. It's it's kind of weird. But with this Rams team, they're going to put up a lot of points. So this total, it, it has been climbing, I think, at a lower number. Like if you're messing around with that key number of 47, I think I would love it. But right. when it kept going... Um, it's getting a little uncomfortable, but I, I want to, I want to lean the over. Cause I just think this could be one of those games where like, you know, there's 60 something points scored. Um, but as far as a, a side, I guess you would want to lean the Rams just because they're getting, they're starting to play a little bit better football, even coming off a loss. Like they played really well. And so you would lean the Rams at home. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you here. It's, Kyron Williams has made such a difference in this Rams team. Like, since he's come back, their offense has looked really, really good. I was really surprised with how good their offense looked going into Baltimore. Stafford typically doesn't play well outdoors. They went in and just punched him in the mouth. They ran the ball down their throat. Stafford looked good. Cup and Puka out there, you're really starting to see what McVay can do when he's got two really good receivers out there. Um, I don't think the commanders have any answer. For this Rams offense and I do think that the Rams secondary can be had you saw Lamar um, he didn't hit every deep shot but he had chances all game long I don't think this Rams secondary is very good and so I do think Sam Howell is going to be able to off a bye they're going to be able to clean up their offense a little bit him and the receivers they have they're going to be able to put up points to the air I think so I, I do like points I know it's a high total um I would lean Rams, but it kind of just feels like a classic Sam Howell backdoor. The Rams are up 11. Sam Howell, you know, scores late and goes for two, and the Rams win like 30 to 27. Um, but I would lean I would lean to the over as well, even though it is a high total. Yeah, next game, let's, let's go to San Fran traveling to Arizona. Um, San Fran's favored by 13.5. Total's at 47.5. I know you have a take on this game. I, I I really don't, other than the fact that it's a very public thought of like, oh, San Fran is definitely two touchdowns better than this team. So other than that, like, I, I there's not a way that I want to like read into this game at all. Um, other than the fact that like San Fran could score thirty points and you know blow them out. That's pretty much the <laughs> the only take I have. Yeah, I mean, I think San Fran their offense is going to get. 30 to 35 points every week. That's just kind of who they are. This Cardinals defense is the last defense in the NFL that's going to provide any resistance to that. 
Uh, the past couple matchups, I want to say San Fran is 35 and 38 on Arizona, and I don't think this is going to be any different. And I think that this Niners defense, we've seen some spots where they just come out a little lethargic um, and they can kind of give up a score or two, especially if they're up big in the second half. I think Kyler fights at home um, and does enough to get this total over. Uh, the Cardinals are 6-0 and to the over at home this year, so this has just kind of been a spot where their defense doesn't play well and their offense can do enough to push it over. So under, what is it, 47.5 still? Yeah. Yeah, it was moving um, earlier. I think it's 48.5 on a couple other books, but it's still 47.5 here. I like the over. Um, I just think San Fran puts up 30 minimum, and I think that the Cardinals can fight to get 17 to 20. Yeah, next game we'll go Cowboys coming off of maybe the biggest one they've had in a long time. Uh, traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by two and a half, and the total is at 50 and a half. First instinct is it's like sell high on, on Dallas's offense and take the take the under because it's buffalo in december i don't know if it's snowing i can check but it, i feel like every game at that point in the season it's snowing in buffalo so it's it's 15 and a half points and we saw the way buffalo played you know last week i think uh buffalo's defense can make plays when it needs to and it's also like i think this is just a game where dallas comes back down to earth i get it like they're a good team i get dallas is a good team but it's also like they're not just going to dog walk all these teams, and the Bills are getting hot at the right time. I think they play this game on their terms, so I kind of like, I kind of like the under here. Yeah, I mean the the pros will be on the Bills. This is a good spot. Um, you're getting a desperate Bills team at home. They've got to win all these games, and Dallas is coming off the biggest win of their year uh, on prime time. You know they're the talk of the town. Now they got to go play a cold game in Buffalo. It's not a good spot for Dallas. Um, I don't know if I can get there on the Bills. I want to. It's the right side. But I just – I go back to the Bills, and it's like I think Dallas can have success getting to Josh Allen. Like the Chiefs, you know, pass rush, I think it's a good pass rush. But they were in the backfield all game long against this Bills O-line, which I don't think they're very good. So I just think Dallas is going to have a field day um, getting in the backfield. Josh Allen is a – mistake prone quarterback I don't think there is a worse defense he could go up against against the Cowboys because that's all they do is capitalize on mistakes and so I know the right side's probably the Bills here I can't get there I'm not necessarily going to be on Dallas at two and a half um, if you gave me a full three I would probably consider it but I'm going to pass this game I agree that the total's probably a little high for what's going to be a cold I don't know if it's going to snow or anything but probably a cold uh Buffalo December Sunday and so I would lean under with you and lean Cowboys even at two and a half I know the right sides of Bills I just can't get their matchup wise I think it's a good matchup for the Dallas defense yeah it's going to be interesting Buffalo is definitely the right side and if it wasn't Buffalo if it was anybody else I'd take them but Buffalo's on my no bet list so I gotta honor it um Next, let's go Sunday Night Football. We got Ravens at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Total's at 43-and-a-half. I'll make it quick. 
if you want to be on the right side, I think you got to take Jacksonville in a in a Sunday night game. Like everybody thinks, you know, Buffalo is the one seed right now. Jacksonville's coming off of a bad loss. I understand. Trevor Lawrence is just straight up banged up. That's just it is what it is. Um, yeah. You can argue like, oh, he's not playing well. Well, he's not healthy. So it's like you can't <laughs> like he is gutting his way through these performances and um he he was very hit and miss last week but i i think i'll probably end up playing the jags here just because i think it's the right side yeah i don't know i don't know what to do with the side here i think that you know the jags have been home dogs twice this year against the chiefs and the the uh niners um and weirdly enough, the Ravens are bigger favorites than both the Chiefs and Niners. So that's, I don't know. I feel like the, you know, you're definitely at the top of the market with the Ravens right now. Maybe it's a little bit about the Trevor ankle. I think that's the biggest concern for me is he looked awful last week. Um, he made two or three throws where I was like, I mean, what was he thinking? Like, I don't yeah. care if it was the ankle. It was just like the ball should not have gone there. Like, that was what really fueled the Cleveland offense was just all these turnovers and short fields and so yeah I'm just concerned that Trevor is not even close to 100% I know he's trying to gut it out you know that's good for him and the team Um, I just don't know what we're getting from the Jags quarterback right now and going against a Ravens team I don't trust Lamar in prime time on the road as a field goal plus favorite so I'm not backing the Ravens here I just don't know what to do with the side. I would lean under. I think that the Ravens defense kind of got embarrassed by Stafford and company last week. I think they bounced back, and Sunday night football unders have been good. Uh, so I would lean under in this game, but I don't really have a feel for the side. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what how Jacksonville comes out. Cause like, yeah, it would be a great game. If you're if you're a good team, which like they keep teetering on this, like are they are they really good or are they just like they're all right? And if you're a good team, you win this game. It doesn't matter if it's the Ravens. doesn't matter if it's the one seed. You're yep. at home on prime time. Like, you win this game. So I'm, well, I'm excited to see. If not, you know, the Colts and Texans are right mm-hmm. there for the division. So yep. this is a game they need. But this is also a game, if the Ravens, if you want to be the one seed, this is a game, if you win this, it goes a long way to locking up the one seed. Because they get the Dolphins at home later in the year. That's going to favor the Ravens huge. And so is, this is the yeah. game. They still got to go to San Fran. This is the game they need to win if they want the one seed. That is correct. That is correct. Um, next, last game of the week we got. On Monday night, the Eagles travel to Seattle. Good Lord, what is this line doing? Totals at 47.5. Philly's favored by 3.5. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the lowest you are going to get, like, be able to buy the, the Philly. Like, it just is. Like, there's no way that a reeling Seattle team... Is Drew Locke starting again, or is Geno back? This line tells me it's got to be Geno. Like, Geno did... He did, like, test himself and warm up on Sunday. So it tells me he wasn't that far off from being able to go. I, I think that the Seahawks didn't like their odds at San Fran. This is do or die for Seattle. So I, oh, I think yeah. you're going to get a Geno. Gino, I, I do think he'll play, but I don't know if it matters. It's a, yeah, yeah I, I, there's no other choice but to take Philly because they could easily win this game by 20 points. Yeah, I mean, easily. you're going to get a pissed off Philly team. If you look at their schedule, I want to say they have the Cardinals and the Giants twice after this. Like, this is kind of 
the game. Like, they can still win out and win their division. If they lose one more and the Cowboys win out, like, division's done. They've got to win this game. Yeah, you're getting them after two really bad performances. I think this is going to be super public. Like, I think everyone's going to be on the Eagles, but I don't know if it matters. Um, Yeah, it's just, what is this defense? Like, this defense has been awful the last five, six weeks. I know they've played good teams. The secondary's broken. Like, I think that's bigger than who they were playing. I still think the front four's really good. They can get after Geno, uh, which he struggles with pressure. So I would lean Eagles. I would just lean that their offense can do enough here um, against a Seattle defense that I don't think is very good. That's kind of what you're seeing with this high total. Uh, But yeah, expecting Geno to come off injury and be able to keep up with Jalen Hurts in this offense in a pissed-off defense, it's probably a little bit too much to ask, in my opinion. So I think the Eagles probably end up winning by like a touchdown. But yeah, it's a short line. I, I feel like it should be in that dead zone of four and a half, five, five and a half, somewhere in there. Yeah, um, I agree. That wraps up the slate. What an interesting slate as we talk yeah. through it. Um, it's a weird slate. But um, with that, let's go to the head-to-head draft. So if you have never listened before, this is how it goes. We're, we're 14 weeks into this. We're getting down to the stretch. We compete head-to-head, five rounds, uh, five different categories. We got our favorite total, our favorite teaser, our favorite dog, our favorite favorite, and our play of the week. We've talked about our plays of the week beforehand and so that we you know don't take each other's favorite plays. Um, I get first pick this week. We compete snake style. So I get one pick and then I kick it to Stoney for two. Um, I came into the show saying I have like three plays that I really like. <clears throat> and as always, when we talk about the show, like when we talk to the show, we always like talk ourselves into one or talk ourselves out of another one. And I just have one really good feel. So I'm going to write it. And y'all are going to understand in about 10 minutes what I mean by that. I'm going to take advantage of something that I think I'm seeing clearly. And with my first pick, I'm going to go to my favorite favorite. And I'm actually going to go Detroit uh, Saturday. I'm going to take them minus four and a half. Like I just said, I'm leaving myself pretty vulnerable, leaving the door open for Stoney. But I think um, I, I this is just a play on trusting Dan Campbell. Uh, we we talked about it like he stood in front of that mic. He was he was authentic and saying, "Hey, I need to motivate this team better." This is a bounce back spot. It's also a Denver team who's been really really hot. But it's a Saturday game at home for Detroit, a shorter week, and I, I trust Dan Campbell and a better roster in Detroit to get it done at home. There's going to be a little bit more on that later, but. Um, I'll kick it to you next, Stone. Yeah, I um, I like that. They were in the running for my favorite favorite, so I think that's a good look. What do I want to do? I'm going to go to my second favorite play on the board. And for my total, my favorite total, oh, I'm between two. I really like three totals this week. Do I want to go with an over or under? Actually, since I've got two, I'm going to completely pivot. And I'm going to go to 
I'm going to go to what's my hardest category this week. I'm going to go to my favorite dog. I'm going to go back to the same dog as last week. No um, way. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears plus three and a half. Okay. Look, this is a this is a team. This is a defense. I like the momentum. I like the way they're playing. I talked about I would lean Cleveland under three. Since we're getting the hook, I really think this is a field goal game. I don't know who's going to win, but I think the Bears, I saw a clip of Montez Sweat. Um, I think a Lions defender kind of shoved Darnell Mooney out of bounds. and. Montez Sweat rushed over there, got in his face. Like to me, that just screams culture change. And Talk I think about you that are culture, seeing, baby. Yes, sir. I think, I think you're seeing it right in front of your eyes. Uh, this Bears team, they're motivated, they're hungry. Justin Fields is playing for his job right now, and he looks really, really good. I think that if there is going to be a week where Joe Flacco, you know, he can still turn the ball over, a, you know, a time or two. I know Cleveland's good at home, but I think laying over a field goal here against a Bears team that's playing really good football is a lot to ask. So I'm going to take the Bears plus three and a half as my dog of the week. Looking at, I'm going to go to my favorite favorite, and I'm going to take a line. It's, it's, Betting on an injury, which I don't love doing, but even if this guy plays, I can stomach this line because he might not be 100%. I'm going to take the Titans minus two and a half. Um, we talked about it. CJ Stroud, I don't think he plays. If he does play, then it is what it is. Um, I can live with it under three because the Titans have been good at home. They've beaten teams at home that are better than them on paper. And so they're four and one against the spread and four and one straight up. Will Levis has a lot of confidence after last night. I think this is a team that's fired up. They've got all the positive momentum. I think this is a Texans team. They're kind of looking around saying, hey, what happened two weeks ago? We were the talk of the league. Now, CJ's banged up. Tank Dell's out for the year. I want to say Nico Collins got banged up. I don't know his status. I want to say Dalton Schultz is banged up. This Texans, you know, sexy offense that everyone loved a couple weeks ago, the pieces are falling apart. I've got the better coach, Mike Vrabel, going against a rookie coach in a game the Titans really need to win to stay in playoff contention. I love getting the Titans minus two and a half. I think this closes at four and a half if CJ's out. And so we're hoping he's out. Um, obviously wish him a full recovery, but I think we're getting I think we're getting a good number here with CJ being uncertain. So for my favorite favorite, I'm going to take the Titans minus two and a half. Yeah, man. Like last week we talked about, like we, we saw the board very differently this week. We're seeing it uh, quite similar and it hurts that I couldn't take my boys as my dog of the week. Cause that's where I was going. Wow. Uh, so, it. so good. pick there. I was yeah. going to wait. I was going to wait. No, good like, yeah. yeah. Good pivot, Stoney. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay. Um, very interesting. I'm going to go to my total next. Okay. And uh, I said that I, I said that I leaned it. But I'm going to go to the same game you just talked about. I'm, I'm taking the under in the, in the Houston Tennessee game, especially, right. especially with CJ Stroud. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot, you know, like you said, betting on an injury, but I don't think he plays. 
I don't think he plays, and if if that's the case, I feel even better. Since 2021 in divisional games, both of these teams um, are nine and six to the under. Um, these are it's an under machine in the AFC South. Um, look, Tennessee's been favored twice this year. Both have gone under. Houston have been dogs in seven games, and uh, it's been five and two to the under in those seven games. So the trends say it. I think the eye test says it, especially if it's Davis Mills. I think this Tennessee uh, team, they sh- they showed flashes of like Will Levis uh, being able to push the ball down the field, but they don't – Vrabel doesn't want to play that type of football. They want to play ball control football, and especially at home, it's going to be a cold game. Uh, my total is going to be Houston and Tennessee under 38. I'm pretty sure it's at 38 flat. That's correct. I want to say uh, the last um, 37 and a half. 37 and a half. 37 and a half. I still like it um, at that number, at a key number. So that's going to be my total. Uh, my next play, man. Yeah, I was going to go Bears next, but I, I mean, it's fine. That's fine. Um, as we get down the stretch here, we're rooting against each other, and uh, it's tough because you got my boys. But well, maybe it was the play psychologically. Who knows? So I'll go to my teaser next. Hmm. I'm curious. This is a tough teaser week. I'm curious to see what you do here. I don't yeah. love many cards, so I'm. I, I kind of was just like, I'll I'll have to figure that out last. So I'm curious. Yeah. Usually, usually we attack the teasers pretty early because you yep. know there's there's one or two legs that we really like. Okay, well my first leg going to Saturday again, taking Pittsburgh Dang up it. to up to eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike Tomlin getting eight and a half points against a team that he's just as good of, good as or better. Uh, yeah. You take that all day, uh, and it is a it's a playoff type game. I think this this game is going to be played like a playoff game. I'm really excited to watch it. And uh, Pittsburgh getting eight and a half, uh, like that one there. Next, yeah, dude, this is yeah. Okay, they've burned us on teasers all year. Burned me on teasers all year. But we talked about how it was too many points. So why not just knock off some points? Let's go KC minus three and a half. They're playing the Patriots, man. Like, they're they're playing the Patriots. So if you think, like, honestly, if you, like, after this week, if you told me, like, oh, the Chiefs only beat the Patriots by three, I would be way more worried, like, than I am right now. Because it's yeah. the Patriots. It's like, at some point, like, I, I tell my, my dad's a Chiefs fan. A lot of people I know are Chiefs fans. It's like, you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and a good defense. Like, at some point, something's going to click. The, something's going to get figured out. And there there is a lot of question marks in that receiver room. But at some point, you got the best coach in the game and the best quarterback in the game. And so I'll ride, I'll ride those two with my teaser being Pittsburgh plus 8.5 and, and the Chiefs minus 3.5. Yeah, the um, I liked the Pittsburgh leg a lot. That was going to be probably one of my two legs. I'm going to go, man, I like three totals that are still on the board, and I hate that I've fallen in love with so many totals because it makes it hard to pick which one I want for my favorite total. I'm going to go... Just because this line has moved, I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate that. I'm gonna go to Sunday night football. I'm gonna take the Ravens Jags under 43 and a half. 
Um, I think there's a lot of uncertainty here with the Jaguars offense. Uh, I think when they go back and watch film this week, it's going to be, hey, Trevor, what in the world were you doing? You threw some balls where it's like, we just have to protect the football better. I think that's going to be the main point uh, with the Jaguars here. I think they do have a sneaky good defense. I just think they got put in awful spots all game long uh, with turnovers. I think the Jags get back to running the football um, and keep this more of a low-scoring game. And then the Ravens, I think they've got the best defense in football. I know they didn't show it on Sunday. I think this is a bounce-back spot for the Ravens' defense against a injured quarterback. I think they get after Lawrence, um, and I think Lamar and company is going to take more of a conservative approach and run the ball against the Jags. Sunday night football unders, um, I want to say they're like 12-1 and one or something crazy. 11-2, and 12-1, something like that. And so 43.5, I think this is a couple points too high. I think it should be like 40-41. Uh, so give me the Ravens defense to bounce back and the Jaguars defense as the underrated unit in this game. So for my favorite total, I'll take Ravens-Jags under 43.5. Looking at my teaser, I know one leg, and I might have to to join you on Pittsburgh. Um, But I'm trying to see if there's another leg that I like equally as much. Man. Yeah, I don't love... um, opening ourselves up to two losses, but this is a spot where I think Tomlin keeps it close. Uh, For my first leg of the teaser, I'm also going to use Steelers uh, up from two and a half to eight and a half. I really like getting eight and a half here. Um, I pulled up the Colts schedule. They have not beaten anybody at home by more than seven this year, and they've lost a handful of games at home. So I think that hopefully we get good news on TJ Watt and their defense, but I think Mitch Trubisky will have a better performance against a sneakily shaky Colts defense. Um, And for my second leg, it's not a great spot for them, but I think this is going to be an absolute war. Uh, I don't really think that Buffalo is going to blow this team out. And so I'm happy to take the Cowboys, who I think is the second best team in football, up from two and a half to eight and a half. They don't have to win. They just need to keep it within a touchdown, and I think Dak and company is very capable of doing that. Um, This is a team, they need to win every game if they want to win the division. This isn't a great spot for them, but I think getting plus 8.5 against a Bills team that has looked shaky at best all year, um, I like that as a leg of the teaser. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus 8.5 and Dallas plus 8.5 as my teaser. Yeah, I don't hate the Dallas leg there because I do think that's at least a touchdown game. So, yeah. yeah. So the dog's tough, man. Because here, here's the truth of it: like Chicago, Chicago was my my dog, and the rest of our plays kind of like corner us in. And I don't like. I'm not gonna force a dog that I don't like. So, you know, it looks like we're only gonna be watching like five games this weekend because I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jacksonville plus three and a half as my dog. Okay. Uh, like I just talked about, um, you know, I think Jacksonville is a good team and they're teetering on that. Like, can they somehow make a push in a wide open AFC or is it just like 
This team's not as good as we thought they were. And Trevor Lawrence, you can say what you want. He hasn't played well. He's banged up. But he's still a good quarterback, and this is a statement-type game for Jacksonville. Like I just said, if you want to be considered a good team, you have to win this game. You have to have the number one seed come into your house on primetime, and you have to win the game. I, I, I like that I'm getting three safely here because I think this could be a grindy-type game. I do like your under as well, so I like getting three, and I think Jacksonville has has a good opportunity to win this game at home on primetime, so I'll take them as my dog. So sure. n- next, let's move to our plays of the week. Uh, I've talked about this game already. Um, I took Detroit minus four and a half, and I was going to go the over in this game just because I think, you know, uh, points get scored a lot in Detroit, but I'm going to take Detroit team total over 26 and a half. Now it all is in on the line. Yeah. All in on the lines. Like it is, it is what it is. Like if we, we might look back on this head to head this season and be like that week with the lions, man, you doubled down here. It was, but, uh, I can live with that because it's at 26 and a half right now. I really like that. It's juiced. It's gonna, it's gonna move. So get it now. Um, since 2022 with Dan Campbell, like Detroit's 10-5 and five to the over at home, 7-3 uh, and three to the over as a home favorite. Um, this, is, this, is the, um, this is the stat that really cemented it. The Lions are averaging 32.5 points per game on their first game back home after a road game. There's something comforting about getting back to Detroit. They're back home. They get to practice at home for a week, especially – with Dan Campbell motivating motivating this team like he will this week. Um, and so just betting on this team to score 27 points, I feel really, really good about. And you also talked about this Denver defense that's kind of been um, um, talk of the town at least. After they gave up 70 points, they've played really well since then. But it has been, you know, they've been taking advantage of turnovers. It's been awkward game scripts. So, um, maybe it's not exactly the way it seems with this Denver defense. And and honestly, with this bet, you're betting on one thing, and it's the same thing that keeps Detroit from being a good team and a great team, and that's Jared Goff taking care of the football. So I think if that's Jared right. Goff takes care of the football, I think we get this 27 uh, pretty easily. I think that Detroit kind of dog walks Denver here. I think that they could win, you know, 31-20, 31-17. I think it's a game like that where Denver might keep it close for the first half or so, but I think Detroit um, turns on the Jets, and I think they're, they're too much for Denver. So our play of the week's Detroit, team total over 26.5. Yeah, I like it. I think it's – we both kind of, you know, nodded our head and kind of when we looked at this line, we were like, yeah, this is a little fat for Detroit, and the yep. total seems a little high too. So I think Vegas is – um, on board with you. I think Denver's going to be a public dog, and yeah, I think it's a lot of points. So I, I, I like your angle there a lot. For my play of the week, I'm going to the desert. Uh, give me the Niners, Cardinals over 47 and a half. I like this play for a couple reasons. Uh, just looking at the Niners' points in the two Brock Purdy led starts versus the Cardinals so far in his career, they had 35 at home earlier this year, and at the end of last year, in Arizona, they had 38. Uh, both those games did go over 47 and a half, so they're 2-0 and um, head-to-head in their last two matchups with Brock Purdy. And then looking at the point totals 
uh, for this year for the Cardinals at home. They're six and zero to the over. Uh, those games have resulted in fifty nine points, forty four points, uh, fifty four, fifty five, forty eight, and fifty one. And I think they're playing by far the best offense they've played all year. And you've got Kyler Murray back, so this offense has been uh, better than it's been all year. And so when you're looking at this, I think that the Niners can get to 30 comfortably. And we've seen Kyler in these spots. He's not going to give up. Um, The Cardinals aren't going to be able to waste time and run the football. This is just going to be Kyler going out there and doing crazy stuff, good or bad. That That could result in a couple picks. Um, a couple of plays where he holds on to the ball too long and it's fumbles, or we have seen the Kyler magic where he can pull stuff out of the hat and get to 20 points. And it's like, you know, how did he do that? This guy's been awesome. And so yeah. I just think that's going to be the whole second half and that's going to result in points one way or the other. And so I really like this spot at 47 and a half. I think this is one of those totals that should be closer to 50. And so I still think there's a little bit of value in it um, until it gets up to 49 and a half or 50. So I would go ahead and lock it in now at 48, um, which is kind of a key number, 31-17. That wouldn't shock me in a game like this. And so my play of the week is the Cardinals-Niners over 47.5. Love it. Uh, Stoney, how we feel about the board, man? I feel really good. Yeah, I liked I liked a couple totals. Um, I liked that over in Green Bay, and I liked the over – with the Rams, but the Rams one was climbing to where I didn't want to dive in at 49 and a half, but like a lot of totals this week, I think the dogs, like you said, are pretty tough outside of the bears. We both like them. Um, couple favorites I like, but yeah, I think it's going to be a shorter, um, slate for me. I'm going to probably play a handful of totals, couple sides, but yeah, I I'm 35 and 35. I wanted to go 50 and 40 before we started the year. Um, and so I got to go 15 and five in the last four weeks. Um, tough task, but not impossible. So yeah, I'm excited. Need to go three and two or four and one this week. Keep the pressure on you. Um, so yeah, I guess I am quietly going to be a Denver fan, even though <laughs> I like the lines and kind of want to bet them. So I don't know what I'm going to do. There. Yeah. Interesting. It's uh nail in the coffin, famous nail in the coffin week last week. Um, I still think, you know, last night two and three and one and four, that's a big difference. So that one, that one hurt me a little bit. Um, excited down the stretch here. So, uh, get on the Twitter, follow the boys, uh, look for the graphic coming out pretty soon. And, um, other than that, we will be back next week with week 16.